The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me. All summer long, we sang a song and we strolled that golden sand. Three bombers and the summer wind. This is Bombers. Spiegel and Piddle, Spiegel and Zyber, Spiegel and Deg and everyone. Taco Bell gets rid of everything good. Those jerks, hey everyone, this is Bombers. Absolutely beautiful. I think that's the best intro so far. That was Frank Sinatra with Bomber Wind. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, welcome to this week's episode of Bombers. <laughs> I am your host this that, week. And Alec that's and our show, everybody. Piddle, bomber Thank number you. two. There will be no me, encore. Bomber number one, Spiegel. Frankie. And uh, I always forget, Zipper, you're uh, bomber number five. I feel pretty hurt that you can't remember my number and that... You're saying Spiegel so was so much better than mine. Wait, wait, that was that was Spiegel. I thought that was you. <laughs> that was no, it was Frank Sinatra. I told you already. Um. So hopefully we have a good episode this week. Hopefully. Do we? I'm. I'm not. I have yet to be convinced. You know of what? That. We have some really cool stuff to talk about. I think. Um. We had that Nintendo stealth drop. Um. We got some next gen console talk to talk about. And unfortunately, we are missing our fourth bomber, Deg, this week. But I think we can handle it. Yeah, he he kind of he drank himself to death, uh, so he'll be gone going forward. But uh, we you know we hope to have him back soon. Uh, hopefully, he gets that fixed. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. um, he is wanna... he is having com- he is having computer issues. So I mean, who knows how long this is going to take to to get him Oof. back? Computer issues are the worst. Uh, I think he said he's having issues with it crashing. My computer crashes all the time. It's like nine years old now. Desperately needs an upgrade, but I just stubbornly keep using it. Uh, I want to get started with our bombastic news. Zyber, can you get us started on that? Yeah. Uh, what's going on in our news today? Well, first things first. Uh, we are still looking. Got to get the teleprompter ready. <laughs> yes, we are still looking for questions for us to answer for our lovely mailbag episode. So if you have any questions for us to answer, uh, please send them to us through our email, which is uh, posted below. Always always good to be prepared. <laughs> it's, it is thisisbombers at gmail.com. Thisisbombers yes. at gmail.com. And I should we should say, uh, if we don't get any questions, we're still going to do the mailbag episode, but we'll just sit there quietly. And you'll have to deal with that. Or you could just not listen to it. But please send us questions. Yes. Yeah, I'm really I'm desperate to know what questions our adoring fans have. Well, <laughs> <laughs> questions are coming we are in my to mind. And I'm just going to ignore those questions. So, oh, yeah. So uh, anyone interested in giving us questions, email us at thisbombers at gmail.com. Or you could tweet us at... Uh, bombers podcast yes or you could uh come join our discord and message us discord link below uh also if you're interested you can watch usually deegan me zyber play games on twitch at this is bombers uh usually we play on fridays and mondays not 
today Monday because we're too busy, but maybe next time. So I got to ask, uh, what is the status of Spiegel getting a capture card? Because he is mentioned playing something for us. Well, I know everybody some for some reason wants me to to get on the Twitchers and uh, and do some streaming, but I mean, frankly, as somebody who doesn't really watch Let's Plays because I find the personalities obnoxious, I, I'm kind of anxious about the prospect of getting a capture card because I don't want to be in that crowd. I want to I want it to be my own thing. Um, so I really need to be convinced that getting a capture card is a good idea and won't make me the world's biggest hypocrite. Maybe we just need it for uh, when we finally get around to playing Gears of War two together. I know I you're stream looking Gears forward of War... to that. I mean, I I can't wait to complain about Gears of War two and why it's not as good as it as it probably should be given the quality of the first uh, Gears of War game. You're but right, I have I have plenty of complaining to do. I I don't need yeah I don't need to complain about Ghostbusters two or Gears of War two on this podcast because I have plenty of games to complain about or at least at least plenty of complaining to do about one specific game uh but we'll get to that in a bit right piddle we're doing uh what are you what are you doing later what is that segment yeah called? we're, we're gonna consuming? we're gonna get around to what games we're playing and uh what media we're consuming because that's that's all media is for nowadays it's just constant cons- consuming <laughs> um eat and forget yes but for now i really want to talk about that <laughs> nintendo like Mario Direct that just dropped this week or last Two days week days ago for, as we're yeah, recording for, yeah for our listeners and uh it was it covered the Mario series and uh some new Mario games coming to the Switch Super Mario 3D All-Stars which was the compilation of Mario 64, Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy um the Super Mario Brothers 35 which is like a Tetris 99 spinoff for the Mario series and then love that that's my favorite thing Mario Kart live home circuit that thing is freaking nuts I can't wait to play that at your house I'm because I'm I I, I was excited for it until I saw the price um but Zyber can let's get started with you I just I want your your highlight of those games and um maybe your dud give me your dud okay well, first of all, what was the price of that Mario Kart thing? Yeah, I didn't see this. $99.99. Well, that's not well, that's not so yeah, bad. I mean, it's it's sense. two it's two RC cars. It's a game. Nope, it's I mean, one. It doesn't come with the Luigi one? There there is the 99.99 version of the Mario one or there is the 99.99 version of the Luigi one. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, if you want to just buy uh, you, Luigi separately. I, I did not see that that was an option yet. I'm sure it will be, but... I mean, they'll probably, you know, rip apart something and then sell just Luigi or Mario by itself. I think you actually need multiple Switches uh, for the multiplayer as well. So that Nintendo really, really leaning into those Switch sales on this one. I mean, I don't really want to go super down this rabbit hole before we talk about the rest of the actual Direct, but... I mean, it's a super technologically cool... This is a really lame way of putting it, but it's a really cool piece of tech, basically, that that you can control this thing, this real-life cart with the Switch. And, and, you know, it's it's neat, and it's uh, it's certainly a novel concept, but it seems a little limited. 
And uh, it just feels to me like another line in the, hey, we're Nintendo, we have a cool idea like Labo, and we're going to do like the absolute bare minimum with it to get it to sell, and then we're not going to do anything with it afterwards, uh, which kind of makes me sad, because I feel like it's it's cool enough that it deserves its own fully-fledged product in my mind, and this this just sort of feels like they're only going halfway, and that price is a little, uh, that's a little tough to swallow. Yeah, honestly, it could have been completely separate from the Switch. Um like it feels like that kind of thing that some random toy company would make, and it would just have its own handheld little system that's just yeah. I guess for te- that. technically, you're right. You don't even technically need the Switch for this. I guess you could just have like a little little uh, cheap tablet with like a thing that connects to the the ca- the car's camera. Yeah. I mean, I did show it to my son, and he seemed very interested in it, and I love the concept of it. But I just get this, I have this nagging feeling in my, in the back of my head that it's not going to be, it's not going to be that fun. Like, I, mean, I, I just, I have that feeling. I'm glad I have a home where I can, I have this space. Cause I think that's going to be one thing that prevents a lot of people from enjoying it is, um, what kind of home you have. Do you, do you have like a hardwood floor area with a lot of space or cause you better you limited with, otherwise carpet? you're not playing this game. If you can't yeah. play this game on carpet, there's no way. Yeah. And and then, like, do you even have enough space, period, to begin with? Um, I think that's, like, sort of the problem with games like this or virtual reality, a lot of virtual reality games, is you have to go off the assumption that people have the space. And how many people really have the space? Like, I really want to know how the, uh, like, how Japanese consumers are <laughs> um, reacting to Mario Kart Live, because... There's generally not a lot of space in Japanese homes. I think we know what kind of people they're gearing this towards. The kind of people that do have that kind of space. Yeah. That's another good point. Rich people with big houses. Who can afford to buy multiple Nintendo Switches for every Mm. child in their house. There was a great part in that trailer before we move on uh, to the other direct stuff where uh, the the kid was playing and then the other kid walked in and immediately like there were, I think there were parents behind him and immediately I was just like, Oh, they're just going to like step on the cart and like trip over it. And someone's (laughs) going to be horribly, horribly injured. Oh wait, this is a trailer and not what would happen in reality because uh, I mean, these things are going to be the bane of parents existence. I Um, mean, you remember all the complaints about uh, people breaking their TVs with the Wii remotes. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. This is like step two. It's uh, first here come the lawsuits over the broken ankles. Oh, it's going to be bad. Well, yeah, the most fun it looked like in the trailer was when they all like degraded the tracks and stuff. It reminded me of that one Mario Kart stage that looks like it's just in a bedroom. But the issue is I'm not creative or patient enough to do that kind of work. Well, that's exactly it, right? It, it It's as fun as your imagination can make it. But I also don't need my games to be a uh, kind of a conduit for my imagination. Like, I just want my games to provide all that stuff for me. <laughs> So uh, I want to get you guys' thoughts on Super Mario 3D All-Stars because general consensus from what I've seen online is that, hey, this is awesome, but everybody goes, uh, where's Galaxy 2? Uh, Spiegel, you got any thoughts on the 3D All-Stars I mean, compilation? Nothing nothing different than, than what everyone else has already said. I actually wanted to touch on something different with this, which is it's interesting that it's a limited release. 
Um, and I think the reason for this is because they are planning on then eventually selling all of them separately digitally on the eShop. But that also, but then that doesn't explain why the digital release is limited as well. So this is only going until March 31st of 2021, uh, both the physical and the digital releases of this game. So public service announcement from Bombers, if you didn't know about this, go pre-order the freaking game now if you want it, because otherwise you're not going to get it. And this Direct had a lot of things in it that had that sort of feel to it. The Game & Watch Mario Brothers system. You better pre-order it now or you're not going to get it. Don't get it. Um, <laughs> I apologize that I don't have a nuanced take on the 3D Mario All-Stars, whatever. Uh, I'm getting it. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to play those games on my Switch because I'm a sucker for 3D Mario games. I love all of them. Uh, I wish it had Galaxy 2, but I also understand that it is a major value proposition for Nintendo to be able to sell all four of those games later separately down the line for $20 a piece and make $80 instead of $60. And I think they will all be sold separately at some point. I do think Galaxy 2 is coming. I just think maybe due to the world situation, it's just not going to be ready uh, or they just intentionally held it back. It's like we got the Super Mario 3D World coming later in spring. I wonder if that was initially supposed to be, you know, around the same time as all this other stuff being released. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Maybe if, if not uh, September, maybe November. And maybe they're adding this Bowser's Fury mode, which I don't know what that's supposed to be. But yeah. yeah. It's like we got Zelda's 35th anniversary to look forward to next year. Like, what is this Mario thing doing over there? Breath of the Wild 2 for Zelda's anniversary. Why not? I'm hoping for Skyward Sword, but... Why not both? Uh, what do you think about if Bowser's Fury is just a you play as Bowser kind of game? Should Great. it be Bowser's Furry? <laughs> That's a different thing entirely. And uh, this is a family podcast. So. Oh, I didn't we'll talk know about we that. were family we'll friendly. <laughs> Good to well, know. We, we'll talk about that on the uh, Bombers After Dark uh, Patreon exclusive podcast coming soon to a thing near you coming soon to the sex box i do find it interesting though that you mentioned how it's going to be a limited release and i do agree with you spiegel in terms of galaxy 2 is definitely going to come um i wouldn't be surprised if this is a you know eventually they release everything individually for 30 bucks a piece digital can you imagine playing 30 dollars for super mario 64 i mean come on no. Be realistic. It's, it's Nintendo. It's Nintendo. You can get it for ten dollars. You can get it for ten dollars on Wii U. Right I mean, now. you could get it on PC right now because I mean, we haven't really mentioned this, but there was the big Nintendo leak and people ported the source code for Mario sixty four to PC. So Yeah. I'm not even gonna play sixty four much on the Switch version because I could barely finish it with save states on the Wii U. I'm really looking forward to Sunshine. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Sunshine. Um, I think Galaxy really shows how just great art direction can go a long way because even though it's HD, I'm like, eh, it doesn't look that much better. Um, and I'm disappointed that 64 did not get a full remake. I was really hoping for a full remake of 64 with a 3d camera. I, I just, I don't know how realistic that ever was. Um, it seems to me as though Nintendo doesn't really like to touch up their classic games too much. And when they do, it seems to usually be poorly received. And I'm thinking specifically of the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D. Um, That's because and maybe they that... just made really bad decisions with that. Yeah, but, but who's Time to say 3D, that they... though, was really well done, I think. Yeah, but 
it, it's a mixed bag. You know what I mean? Like a full HD remaster of Super Mario 64. I mean, who knows what type of good decisions they would make to make that game more accessible to today's gaming culture. Because Super Mario 64, make no mistake, that is a hardcore N64 era platformer. That is not an easy game. No, it's and not. And Zyber, you, you even alluded to it. You said you never finished it. No, I finished so, it. It was just really annoying, oh, too. With save states. I, yeah. With save states. I would not have if I didn't have save states. It was really lame, you know, falling, and then you have to get pushed out of the painting, and then you have to go back in and try to do it again just to get the stupid star in a cage. It's so great. Yeah, it reminds me of the people that, that just are all like, oh, they should remake the Smash Bros. Melee. And I'm just all like, you guys will absolutely hate it if they ever remake Melee because it's not going to be the same at all. Bill I can and I see were that discussing happening. this a couple weeks ago, and I was saying, like, why would you even want a remake of Melee? And I feel the same way about, I said this on the last podcast, about the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake. It's like, those games still play great. They just look old. So yep. if you're okay with your games looking old, we don't need all these remasters and ports, and I'm going to complain about ports later in this episode, too, because I'm getting <laughs> a little... I'm getting a little tired of ports, and of course, here I am buying all of the ports that are coming to the systems anyway. But... I mean, if it makes the games more available than what they used to be, then I'm for them. Uh, I want to just touch briefly on Super Mario Bros. 35 before we move on. Um, I know, yeah. Spiegel, you have a hot take on this, so I want to go to Zyber first and just make you oh. wait. That's not how hot takes work. They get cooler if <laughs> other people talk first. Uh, Zyber, what are your thoughts on the Mario 35? I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um, they they definitely heavily took influence from Tetris 99. Um, I think it'll be pretty good. I'm a bit confused on, like, is it just based on how long you last or if you can actually try to beat the game somehow while going through it. But <laughs> I think something I just want to say is that I noticed on Twitter someone's complaining about how uh, Nintendo took down some fan game that was basically ba Mario Battle Royale, and they're all like, oh, they stole from him, even though that Mario Battle Royale fan game was literally just a bunch of Mario ghosts, and you're just seeing who can get to the end fast enough, and it's just all like, no, that's just a really obvious idea that plenty of people have done. Yeah, I I really like the idea of just you send the enemies to your other, to your opponent's thing. Um yeah. I'm really curious how that'll play out with It's going to play out like an insane Mario Maker course is how it's going to play out. And it's like playing Mario Maker, but with actually good levels, like in the original Super Mario Brothers, because, you know, it has good levels. Yeah. Yeah. Fire. I think, I don't know if this is even a hot take. It feels like a great idea and a great extension of the Tetris 99 idea to me. I don't see how this could be anything less than extremely entertaining, even for people like me who are so freaking burned out on playing Super Mario Brothers because it gets released on literally everything, that this is a, this is a fresh and new way to experience a classic game that maybe you've grown tired of, like Tetris. Uh, I don't know how you could ever get tired of Tetris, but Super Mario Brothers, definitely. And this is really yeah. exciting to me. I can't wait to sink hours and hours into... Uh, getting very angry that people are way better at Super Mario Brothers than I am because I am not good at that game. I don't all. think I have played Super Mario Brothers since the first re-release of it, which was like the Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. I mean, I guess not. I'm I guess I'm skipping All Stars, so maybe the second re-release. And I played the heck out of Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, and I'm done with it. I I have not touched the game since then because it's just there's nothing left to go back to for me. So you're not going to play Mario 35 at all is what you're saying. Oh no, this one is, I will play it. 
Oh, I'm, yeah. See, that's I want to yeah. see I want to see how it plays and I don't know, I'm just I'm really curious to how how difficult it can be and I I feel like the pandemonium of it is something that's going to be really tempting to just it's, keep, it's kind of like going back it, to it's kind of like when you play super mario or new super mario brothers u with four people or new super or super mario 3d world with other people and it's just it's so crazy that you don't really even care if you're dying over and over again because it just gets so chaotic so quickly yep. and uh, with all the enemies just like flying in onto your screen trying to dodge them trying to get out of the way in time to get i think you get coins and you get like items that you can use from the item roulette it's just it's got a lot of really cool ideas that freshen up the experience and it's it's what this is going to sound ridiculous to be talking about a 35 year old game but it's what super mario brothers needed and it gives you like a motivation it's like you should go kill as many enemies as you can because they'll be sending enemies to the other people then yeah and I, like why would you go kill those goombas you don't have to there's no reason yeah, to if true. you're just playing it through i mean who cares Pass about high scores route. in super mario brothers yeah um, do you guys have any other comments about that Mario Direct before we move on? Was there anything we didn't touch on, really? I mean, we, we talked about the Game & Watch. Zyber says not to buy it. I'm probably going to buy it. Um, there's the Mario Kart Tour stuff. I mean, who cares? Was there anything else? I feel like we're forgetting something. So it looks like that one Lego Mario thing we saw, like, months ago is related to the 35th anniversary, too. I did not. I mean, that wasn't a part of the Direct at all, but... I am. It's being advertised with it. Yeah, I, I think it, I think that was sort of the plan all along was to reveal this stuff earlier than they did. But again, because of the situation, which shall go unmentioned on this podcast, that it was all just kind of delayed a little bit. <laughs> all right. Well, for our listeners out there, uh, curious what your guys' thoughts are. Join us on the Discord. Uh, let us know what your thoughts on just all of this Mario stuff coming out is. I really like how just. You can sort of look forward to these five-year anniversaries for Mario and Zelda nowadays that they always seem to have something to offer um, for the fans. I feel really old because I'm just like, wait, didn't we just have the 20th anniversary of Zelda? Now we're at 35. I still have the 25th Zelda anniversary poster where Skyward Sword was like the big... Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's like, a great poster. Yeah, you got the Skyward Sword and the orchestra CD. That was great. Um, So no, moving on to our next topic... Not sure who put this here, but Witcher 3 coming to next gen. Who put this there? Oh, I put that there. And, and that's just because I wanted to complain some more about uh, about ports. Because um, I, I even put so many ports. Uh, I, I meant to talk about Pikmin 3 Deluxe and Super Mario 3D World uh, coming to Switch and all that. Really, the port thing is becoming a generation-to-generation thing where it's sort of just something that you can expect. Um you know, I think it sort of kind of got kicked off, and forgive me if there's a better, less recent example, but with The Last of Us Remastered coming to PS4, and it was because Sony's like, well, we have this entirely new install base that didn't buy PS3s that can now play this game, and then that game was massively successful. Have you forgotten about and now, Skyrim and GTA Five? <laughs> no, I didn't forget about those games, but Last of Us Remastered was before all those games. I think GTA Five was already planned for next-gen at the time that the... That that the that the uh, last gen version came out, um, and then Skyrim. I mean, that's you know, it's it's uh, inevitable. Skyrim that's coming is to on the Alexa. No, not you. I feel like if games are going to get remastered, that they should be coming as collections. And I'm I'm not a big fan of um, these one off. Hey, we're gonna re-release 
Assassin's Creed Rogue with only yeah. Assassin's Creed 3, and that's going to be your little collection thing. I'm not, I'm not a fan of these one-off uh, remaster releases. I like... I like I basically like what 3D All Stars is doing, the, how it's a collection, and um, I liked what was going on with the PlayStation Three generation, where they combined like Metal Gear Solid Two and Three, they combined Jack and Daxter, Sly Eco Cooper, and Shadow of the Colossus, the yep. Jack and Daxter collection, Ratchet yeah, the, the Ratchet and Clank collection, yep, the Sly Cooper collection. Um, I think there's a God of War collection as well. Yep, and I, I feel is. like if they're doing that, that's how it should be. So. It's actually, I almost feel like it's a missed opportunity to include Witcher 1, 2, and 3 in a, a single collection. I mean, I don't know, Witcher 1 was a PC game, I don't know. It'd take a lot of work to translate that, but... At least Witcher nice 2, I mean, Witcher, Witcher 2 is not a game that's super readily accessible for a lot of people. I mean, even if, it, even if they have an Xbox One, it, I believe it's backwards compatible, but even if you've got that... It's sort of hard to find that disc. It's not a very common one. The price has just skyrocketed ever since it became backwards compatible. So if you're going to throw the fans a bone by releasing a version of Witcher 3, presumably with all of the like Game of the Year type content in it, how about just go the little extra mile and just touch up Witcher 2? You know, you don't even have to do Witcher 1. Nobody played Witcher 1. Um, I, and they, I just, basically, they, they basically already touched up Witcher 2 um, with the Xbox One X release. Having played it, that was how it. Yeah, so it's out there. Can you yeah. can you download those games uh, from the store? You can. I guess that would be an option. Yeah, so I downloaded Witcher Two in order to play it. I didn't buy it because um, I already have it on PC, but I downloaded it for Xbox One X, and it was really fun. And yeah, they upgraded the graphics. They made it. I think it's 4K, but it'd be nice to have that on a next generation console as well. Yeah, because it's not like they're going to release The Witcher 3 and it's some, somehow not going to be $70 like all next-gen games are going to be. Ugh. I mean, this is a game that you can get and it's going to be backwards compatible, at least on this Xbox, with the last-generation version of the game. And that's you can get that for 15 bucks. You know what I, So I, I just don't really understand what the value add is here for, for picking up The Witcher 3 on, on uh, next-gen consoles. Right. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I misread the press release or maybe there's just some fundamental thing about next-gen that okay i mean maybe there's just something i just fundamentally don't understand here but i just don't know where the value add comes in for 70 dollars, presumably yep. uh anyway i just i added i added that in because i wanted to complain about ports for a minute because it just it seems like with this generation and then presumably i guess the coming generation they're just becoming more and more frequent and i get that they fund the studio so that they can make other projects but really it seems as though nintendo especially this year seems to be treating ports as though they are real games that are coming out that should wet people's appetites enough so that they can wait for the next big thing. Xenoblade Chronicles is not a new game. New Super Mario Brothers uh, U plus Super Luigi U is not a new game. Pikmin 3 is not a new game. A lot of people maybe didn't play them, but they don't satisfy people like me. And what have I had this year? I've had Animal Crossing and then a bunch of ports. Okay, it's just... but Xenoblade Chronicles costs more than 60 bucks to get on the Wii. No, it doesn't. You can get it for thirty, easily, and the 3DS version is even cheaper. Well, maybe the 3DS caused that, but it used to go for eighty bucks back in the day. Okay, but again, I've played those games. They're not new games. I I am a I am a real yeah. fan. Where's yeah, for, where's for real Nintendo fans like me? Uh, it's hard to get excited about the Super Mario 3D World port because I'm not going to get it. it. There's no point in me getting it. It plays phenomenally phenomenally on my Wii U. 
Great game, by the way. Underrated at this point, I feel like. Nobody really talks about it. Because it you was know, on the I think Wii U. it just I think those two no. D type of games, I mean I know it's three D, but the style is more two D in its gameplay. They just it's... lack the magic that uh Super Mario sixty four or Sunshine or Galaxy for that matter have. It doesn't have the feel of exploring a giant interconnected world with like living yeah. characters. It just feels like you're. I mean, they call it Super Mario 3D World for a reason. It's not. It's it's based off of the the design, the level design, and the you know the going from literally space to space on a map like Super Mario World was. So there yep. you go. Like Galaxy Two. Um. So <laughs> I yeah I guess except Galaxy Two was you know really good. Spiegel, I sort of want to segue off of what you were mentioning with all the ports coming into next gen and just do a quick talk about next gen console launch for now. We don't know much, um, but we do have a little bit in terms of what exclusives have been announced, uh, what's going to be ported over in a lot of cases with Xbox one or Xbox series X. There's the backwards compatibility, um, that they're really shooting for. And honestly, to a sort of weird extent where they say they want everything to be playable on the current generation and the next generation. But I want to run through the announced exclusives for the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 and get your guys' opinion on where you stand currently on getting the next generation systems. Let's get started with the Xbox Series X games or the Xbox Sex games. And we've got, for exclusives, As Dusk Falls, Avowed, Everwild, Fable, Forza Motorsport, The Gunk, The Medium, Fantasy Star Online 2, Scorn, Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, Stalker 2. We don't know that that's a launch title, though. Are uh, are these launch titles or are these, like, announced exclusives? These are just announced exclusives. Okay. Uh, State of Decay three and Warhammer forty thousand Dark Tide. That is, and then it. and then Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, is uh, timed exclusive. Yeah, because we're mentioning those, right? Or no? Um, I'm not really going into those timed exclusives because at this point, I think you and I both agree it's a different time. Timed exclusives were huge, like back in the GameCube, Xbox, PlayStation two generation, and and again it wasn't like, as much to play. Yeah, it again was, with 360. It was literally, especially launch era like 360 stuff like we were talking about before the podcast even started Mass Effect and then uh and then BioShock. Like these were games that you could only play on Xbox 360 and the PS3 also didn't really have anything for you unless you were a really big Heavenly Sword fan. Um so you know, it was a bigger deal back then than it is now. But uh Yeah. But it should be noted, you know, Xbox and and Microsoft in general are making efforts to kind of take those games away from its competitor uh, by signing all these studios to exclusive deals and and having these timed exclusives. Uh, so, I think it's I think it's relatively important that we at least bring it up. Um, but the po- the larger the larger point is that I don't think any of these games are really getting people fired up to buy the new consoles. And to me, games are still the most important thing. Launch lineups are notoriously rough for just about every console that's ever come out. I feel like this is another group of just relatively uninspiring games. Yeah, and aren't they trying to have all those games available on the Xbox One for like the first year or so too? 
Um, I think think Spencer said, I think he said like the first two years, uh, which I mean, we'll see how that holds up over time. I mean, if if you're talking about games truly being next generation, I don't know how much you can dumb them down and really expect them to work competently. It's like putting Fire Emblem Warriors on the new 3DS. It's like, yeah, it's functional, but like, do you really want to play it there? Yeah, like I mean, got going games. off of that, sorry, Zyber, uh, going off of that, I did not mention Halo Infinite because it is going to be on both consoles um, with the whatever upgrade. And they recently announced that they are delaying Halo Infinite um, from like the launch period into 2021. And will will it even stay exclusive or will it stay as an Xbox One game, or are they just going to straight up make it Xbox Series X exclusive? Wait, so did you say that it was going to be on the PlayStation 5, or...? No, we're sending mixed <laughs> messages here. We're I'm sending mixed confused. messages by saying that it's not going to be available on the Xbox One piddle, because here's the thing, is that it will be available on the Xbox One, because Xbox Series X games are going to be backwards compatible, or forwards compatible. <laughs> is that how that... With the <laughs> Xbox One? See, the whole thing is just very confusing. I need yeah. these companies to get their act together or either around their messaging, if the messaging is unclear, get that together, or just like tell us what it's going to be because we don't know the price, we don't know the release date, we have a general idea of both, but they haven't explicitly said much about these consoles, and I'm getting tired of this Cold War. If these consoles are coming out soon, and watch, you know, there'll be all this stuff will be announced by the time anybody actually listens to this episode, uh, so it's all going to be irrelevant. But uh, it is frustrating to kind of watch all this f- unfold because they're clearly just in a staring contest and it's going to be who blinks first. Yeah, well, it's like for uh, me, it's just uh, if the Xbox games are going to be on the Xbox One and the Xbox, and if you already have an Xbox One for some awful reason, why would you want to get a sex box? Like, is it really going to run that much better to get on the next gen if you're going to be able to play these games for two years anyway? Compared to like the I mean, PlayStation I would hope 5. So. Well, compared to the PlayStation 5, where if they have a exclusive game, it is being exclusively made to run as best as possible on the PlayStation 5, none of the games on the sex box are going to be designed like that. They're not going to be designed to seamlessly load on an SSD because they also have to run on an Xbox One. But we don't know how bad those games are going to run on the Xbox oh One. You know what I mean? Like It's like I said, you can play Fire Emblem Warriors on the new 3DS, or you can play Hyrule Warriors Legends on the 3DS, like the regular 3DS, and it runs like crap. And it's a game that you would never even want to rent like from Redbox. You know Maybe what I mean? Maybe it's just so a I- uh, calculated plan to get people to play these games, go, oh, God, this is terrible, and immediately I need go out and buy yeah. a Series X. I would not be surprised if that was the approach, honestly, because it's a good PR move. You can say, well, yeah, the games will still work on your old console too, so take your time. And then people will take their time and they'll be like, oh, I don't want to wait for this thing. So, But I already bought the game, so I guess I have to get the Xbox. I think, um, we, just, I think we hit on it right there. So I just want to go into the PlayStation 5 exclusives now because I feel like this is a much better list, uh, personally. Uh, PlayStation 5 current exclusives i'm not including the timed exclusives is astro's playroom demon souls day one astro's playroom that sounds like a WiiWare game uh it's based off of the astro bot that vr game that was huge for a little bit i thought it was based off of the houston astros and their playroom is you just bang on trash cans for hours and and just uh constantly have your games canceled or postponed 
What? Yeah. Um, they also have yeah the Demon Souls remake, Destruction All Stars, um, Gran Turismo Seven has been announced, Horizon Forbidden West, as well as Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Sorry, a uh, Returnal, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, Spider Man, Miles Morales, and Stray. Um, Spiegel, what what are your thoughts on that? If you got any. My thoughts are that you could literally show me any Gran Turismo game released in the HD era, and I would say, oh, wow, that looks really good on the PS5 because they all look the same to me. I, I'm right there that's with it. you. That's all, yeah. that's all I got. I mean, I just... The graphics in these games are, like, unbelievable. Uh, every time I see it, it's like, oh, that could be reality. Sure, I believe that. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, yeah, when they... Uh, like announced the Gran Turismo or whatever it is for PS4 is like or Xbox One. They have both racing games that always look really amazing. And it's just like cool. <laughs> Can we get other games to look as good as that? I think it's because they show off the processing power in a way that's immediately evident, and it's not some, because it's just cars driving around around a track. And I'm going to complain about an, another PS4 game here pretty soon that was it allowed to look as technologically advanced as it did because of how linear it is and how simple the gameplay structure is. And I think you can really <laughs> see the, the power of a console. No. Uh, you can see the power of the console very early on with these racing games because of that reason. I will say uh, one other thing. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Watch that gameplay demo. That game's going to be good. I'm, uh-huh. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, so before we move on real quick, I just want to get a quick yes or no from both of you. Uh, I've got a real quick yes or no question. In the next year, do you plan to buy a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X? Spiegel, go ahead. No, no. Everyone knows I've I've been boycotting the generation since before the names of the consoles were even announced. Uh, I'm actually right there with you. I'm not going to get, I have no intention to get either. And here's here's why. Here's why. Can we do why? Can we say why? Because I think we're all no's, right? Um, Zyber, you're a no? Tell us what you are. I'm Zyber. <laughs> PlayStation right, uh, 5, so... are you going to buy it in the next year, yes or no? <laughs> um, I probably will. Um, besides, oh. I mean, besides just Ratchet and Clank and stuff, there's most likely going to be stuff by fall. And uh, I know Haley, my fiance, is pretty concerned that she's going to have a reason to buy a PS5 because we're planning on just getting one PS5 between the two of us because... We should be together at some point that year. And she's really worried about getting it before we're moved in together because then she'd have to wait for the both of us to get together and play and stuff. So, yeah, we're both definitely That's interested easy in it. Solution. It's most likely going to happen. Easy solution. Buy two. When you move in together, send me the extra. <laughs> or, or me. No. Uh, what... no, I asked first. Um, What about the... Series X, Zyber. No. I have no. never owned a Xbox, and uh, it's going to stay that way. Piddle, you and I are both like more likely to buy a Series X at this moment in time. Is that correct? I don't know. You keep I, changing. Say... You, you keep flip-flopping on this. It's <laughs> bugging me. Make a definitive statement. My, my stance on Series X is it's a no. Like It's a solid, firm. I have no intention of getting a Series X at any point i find it a more attractive console right now because microsoft has pretty aggressively bought new development studios but 
what they've shown doesn't impress me. Basically, everything that they are going to release is going to be on Game Pass PC or released on PC. Yeah, and, even on Steam now. Yeah, even on Steam, they have um, several games that they've been releasing on it. So I just, my stance right now is, especially with, we haven't really t- touched on this, and I'm just going to drop it really quick. Uh, NVIDIA just re- announced their 30 series for their RTX video cards, and they're a huge jump up over the previous generation. It's the biggest jump I think I saw since 2004 from a previous series. And I just, I'm just going to build a gaming computer. I haven't had a gaming computer for a while. I'm going to wait a couple years until video cards are cheaper, and I'm going to spend 800 bucks and build something that's better than both the Series X and the PlayStation 5. That's basically the reason I'm waiting, uh, except in, in for me, it's it's more in regards of the consoles themselves. I'm just kind of waiting for them to price themselves down to a range that will be more reasonable for me economically. Uh, I buy a lot of freaking games. If games are going to be $70 and the consoles are going to be $500, I can't just be I can't just be buying three games a week like I do now. I, I need to take a freaking break. And, you know, I can do that. I have the I, I can afford that with my time. And then again with the economics. So there's just a lot of reasons for me not to buy in right away. Get yeah. Persona Six on your console. I'll buy in. Until then, I'm waiting. Well, it's a good thing. That's they're... about the only game that could get me to buy a PS5 at this point. It's a good thing there's talks of PlayStation uh, wanting to put more games on the PC, like Horizon Zero Dawn was. So hopefully you'll have that look That's true. forward to. Yep. And um, I know that Horizon supposedly doesn't run very well, but at the same time, I mean, if they're going to start releasing it on PC, what's What's the point of buying these other consoles? And my big thing is I don't like the direction consoles are going in in terms of DRM. Um, I have a lot of games on my Xbox One X, and I can honestly say that I fully expect I will not even be able to use my Xbox One X in a decade. I fully I'm not expect the host. That we do not have time to go down this rabbit hole of, of how Microsoft <laughs> has been trying to lock people out of playing what they own for years. They've been trying to do this for a decade. Yep. I do not want to talk about this anymore. I'm tired um, of it. We, we if know, you want to talk about it, if you want to talk about it, join, join the our Discord. Discord. Yep. Uh, let us, us know email. what you want to play or what if you're going to get it, the Series X or the PlayStation 5. If you're getting a Series X, I really want to know why. Just because none of us plan to get it. Um, and with that said, let's move on to finally, what media you are consuming Spiegel, you went first last time. So I'm going to go with Zyber this week. I really want to know what Zyber is playing. Well, I've been playing nothing, but Not true. that's a lie. You have list. a game listed right there. Oh yeah. yeah I the forgot first put thing that you there. have on the list is a game. Well, I put that first because it was a game, but I forgot to put it there. Yes, I was playing Overcooked 2 last Monday with Deeg, Haley, my fiance, and friend of Deeg, Rumor. It was like the fifth or sixth time that I've restarted that game with a new group of people. And Is it a rumor once that, again, that Deeg has friends? I'm confused by the phrasing. Yes, this actually is a rumor. I'm still not sure if he is real or not. Do you think he's listening? But... Or do you think... Uh... <laughs> The rumored friend or Deeg? No, no, uh, Deeg. Do you think Deeg is listening to this to this show? I think he's listening to us Probably. right now as we record. Personally, oh, creepy! Is he's he right in the recording me. booth? Tell us about tell us about this overcooked. <laughs> so this is the fifth or sixth time that I've restarted it. Still haven't been it, but we plan on continuing later on when we're all available. Uh, overcooked is a game where you have 
one to four players that are all chefs and you get ingredients and you can chop them up or grill them or put them in the oven. There are a lot of different things you can do with them to make a complete food and then you plate it and then you take it to the to-go area and customers pick it up and you get money and you try to get as much money points as you can get before time is up to get uh, it's like ranked out of three stars. And then you go on to the next level where it has different situation with different foods. And the biggest thing is that it's always this complex just kitchen that would not pass health code violations ever, whatever. It's like sometimes you have two different parts of the kitchen and then there's a street in the middle that you can run over by cars. Or there's one where you're in a hot air balloon and eventually it crashes and then you have a new kitchen that you crash into. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. Um, I've played the first Overcooked and it's fun as a multiplayer game, as a co-op multiplayer game. Definitely a lot of teamwork and communication that you need and everybody sort of has to divvy up the tasks. Oh yeah, but we were doing great. What we were getting the, three uh... stars in all of the levels. What is the big difference between Overcooked 1 and Overcooked 2? I haven't really played the first one enough to answer that. Oh, all right. Well, I'll just cut all of that then. It sounds pretty similar, um, just different It's just more. Like, it's like 11 times the size the file is uh, than the first game. 11 times so, like, the file size, stuff. 11 times the fun. Team 17 <laughs> from the exactly. Makersuit of Worms. Worms in the kitchen. It's Overcooked. Oh, yeah, and they have, like, a new game, too, where, like, you're a moving company, I think. So I want to try that out at some point. Yeah, that's basically the only stuff I've been playing. But I've also been watching some shows. I've been watching the most recent Spider-Man show on Disney+. Plus. Um, I actually think it's pretty good. It involves, like, a ton of, uh, you know, like, enemies of Spider-Man throughout the years. It involves Miles Morales and uh, Gwen and person who's Spider-Woman. I don't remember her name. And so, like, it just adds all these different things and puts it together. And he's still so in high it, school, so it gets, you know, that teen edginess in. Is it a brand new show? Um, it's not brand new. It's been out for a few years, I think. But it's just the most recent one. It's called Marvel Spider-Man. So like it's still just Spider-Man. All right. Um, you know, I yeah, haven't I've used also... my Disney Plus in like a month, so might be a good idea to jump on that or something. Well, I'm still Time working on my animated Disney movie marathon. Uh, last one I watched was Winnie the Pooh 2011, which is actually a really great movie. I, and then before that was Mars Beats Is that the, the live-action one with the scary-ass, like, like, stuffed Winnie the Pooh? No. Christopher Robin played by a real life man. Is this a Winnie the Pooh movie that actually no, exists? No, it's. I no, swear there, this is a There real is thing. a new Winnie the Pooh movie where it's about grown up Christopher Robin and Pooh like comes out to talk to him, be all like, okay, Christopher, comes Robin, out of Christopher Robin. I've, I've never heard of this <laughs> or seen it, but something tells me that like Ryan Reynolds is the adult Christopher Robin. Is that correct? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, it's a British person, probably. British no, Ryan who Reynolds? is Ryan Reynolds? Who is, who is British Ryan, Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> Benedict Cumberpatch, probably. Um, yeah, that's, that's the only person I could think of. 
Uh, Zyber, what about this, uh, uh, the other show that you've been watching? I've also been watching the Persona 5 anime because it recently got English dub. Um, been watching it on Funimation. And it's been doing a pretty good job of trying to fit everything together somehow in like 24 episodes. Surprisingly, it's been getting like, well, most of the confidence is not, I'm not that far into the series to say that I've got all the confidence into it. But yeah, I give it three thumbs up. Should Spiegel watch it as a big Persona fan? I think so. Not a big anime fan though. Like, like what benefit do I have of watching the anime versus just playing the game? Persona a is game which, anime. by the way, I I don't think the story of Persona Five is all that either. So, hot take. I, I don't know. This I, I'm like not, shocked not to really. hear this. Well, now you can watch it in short form. I'm on the record saying Persona Four Golden is a better game objectively. Yeah. But, uh, well, then go that. watch the Persona Four anime. No, it's not that great. It's the same as playing the game, except with the game, I get to play the game. It's a good point. Interactive. Looks like that's all you've done this week, Cyber. You need to, to, you need to play some more games. I deleted everything else he did this week because we're running out of time. <laughs> uh, Spiegel, tell me about this. You, you put uh, a new type of media on this, a manga. Yeah. So, yeah, I read a manga this week. Um, real quick. Uh, well, I guess I'll do the manga thing first. I have a couple other. I have, I have several games. I played a bunch of games again, but there's really one that I want to focus on. I'll get to that in a minute. But first, the manga. I do not read manga. I do not watch anime. I do not really read books very often. But a friend of the show, Himaru, lent me a uh, a manga called Gyo. Uh, Gyo is I may I might even be uh, mispronouncing it here, but um, uh, Gyo is is uh, written by a famous, I guess famous uh, Japanese horror uh, manga writer, uh, Junji Ito is uh, his his name. He was the the illustrator. Uh, Gyo means fish. In Japanese, for those of you who don't know, and basically it's a story about. Um, it's kind of hard to explain. It's a story about uh, one day, dude is uh, out fishing with his girlfriend on a boat, and uh, he pulls up this fish that smells like really bad, like really, really bad, uh, worse than any dead fish uh, could possibly smell. And the girlfriend is like, "Oh, it smells so bad, I want to go home." Eh. So they go home, and uh, the smell apparently followed them home, and uh, all of a sudden this fish with legs comes out of the water and uh, comes into their uh, their their hotel that they're staying at and uh, then a shark comes out of the water with these little walking legs and it attacks them and uh, a bunch of stuff happens um, with these walking fish and the death stench as they call it because it's a smell that's so bad it smells like rotting human corpses so not fish corpses but human corpses and I don't want to give away too much. If you're into manga, if you're into horror, it's really interesting. It's really unique. I've certainly never read anything like it. Uh, certainly no ma- uh, mangas or anything like that, but uh, no books even uh, tell a story this insane. Now, my one problem with it is it does seem to leave a lot of stuff uh, unresolved. Uh, like a lot of Japanese media, it's sort of just like, well, this crazy thing happened, so now we're just dealing with it. But it really doesn't make that much of an effort to explain it from like a scientific perspective as to why everything is, is going nuts. Uh, but I would still recommend it if, if you're into that sort of thing. All right. I'm impressed that you... Illustrations are crazy and great. Okay, that's So it. are you encouraged to read more manga? No. All right. I'd say something would smell fishy if he was. 
I, I don't just change my personality because I consumed one great piece of media. You know what I mean? I watched Hamilton. Do I suddenly like plays because Hamilton was above average? No. Musicals are amazing. <laughs> Musicals are garbage. People don't just like go out on the street and start singing. Maybe that's they not should. Reality. Maybe they should, but that's not the world we live in. Maybe it's not the world you live in. Have you seen my streets? There's people dancing in it right now. Dude, you're, the town you live in is freaking crazy. There's something in the water. Walking fish, maybe. Fluoride. Lots of fluoride, too. All right, uh, other stuff. Um, I played uh, a trio of three, like, two- to three-hour games. Or, like, not even two to three hours. Like, half an hour to three-hour games. I played uh, Florence, which is a very cute game. About half an hour long. Super emotional ride. I got it for, like, two bucks on the Switch eShop. No idea if it's still on sale. If you like sad like kind of bittersweet stories about couples and hand-drawn animation and like cute storytelling really like Florence very clever game uh quarantine circular I played which is the uh spiritual successor to um uh subsurface circular uh so it's a visual novel uh where uh in the game uh you're interrogating an alien who has come down from space as uh, he's part of a group, a terrorist group, an intergalactic terrorist group called the Interventionalists, who are uh, who have tasked themselves with saving species on the brink of extinction, and they have come to save humanity. And you have to make the moral decision of whether it's okay to uh, to intervene and save humanity versus what the Order wants to do, which is they want to let things biologically proceed normally. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting, uh, you know what is the correct moral choice thing to do type of game. And I also played uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, which some of you maybe know it is a walking simulator where you play as Edith Finch, a um, a 20-something-year-old girl who is uh, revisiting her past uh, by uh, by way of going back to her old home where uh, a lot of her crazy family members met their untimely demises doing strange and irresponsible things and learning about the mysteries behind their deaths. Uh, so kind of a fun, fun little afternoon game. Uh, definitely recommend all of them. They're all, they're all quite unique in their own ways, and they're all very cheap. They can all be gotten very cheaply on the Nintendo Switch eShop. All right. I, I know there's just one more game that you've played that you really want to talk about, though. Like the, you just feel, blew through I, those, so you didn't really have much to say. I'm so sorry. Well, I, I, We've ran I, out of time. We'll have to continue. I on. know we're we, we're really almost out of time to do this episode here, and there's not that much dead air that I can cut out. Yeah, we feel can like run I a little be... over. Who cares? Uh, nobody but i don't know it's 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 not good to go over but i played the order 1886 i started that today uh just basically on a whim i'm just like you know what i gotta play this game eventually i'm kind of in a rut right now after finishing all these games i'm just gonna throw in the order 1886 are the graphics worth it oh yeah the graphics are just gorgeous one of the most photorealistic games i've ever played but i said this earlier in the episode and i'm tying it back now the reason that games are allowed to have such great graphics so early in a console's life cycle is because they are linear and the gameplay is super simple and hyper-focused. The Order 1886 is the most linear game I've ever played. There is no deviation from any scripted moments. You are essentially walking down corridors, shooting dudes in the face, walking down corridors, experiencing some of the most dull, drab, boring story setup I can think of for a concept that is so great a future like hyper realistic technologically advanced version of like London in 1886 with like steampunk stuff and like flying machines everywhere and it sucks this is one of the worst games i have ever played from a gameplay perspective it is so boring 
I'm like three hours into a six-hour game, and I'm going to put it down. I'm not going to play any more of it. I, I, I do not have enough time left in this episode of Bombers to explain why this game is so boring, but it really has struck me as just one of the most disappointing games, uh, graphics to gameplay, that I think I've ever played. I mean, I think you touched on it, and just it's just you walk down a corridor and shoot something. And it's I know like, for a fact it, that uh, some of the bosses are just recycled, like the same thing over and over again. I mean, I haven't gotten there yet, but it's ba- it basically feels to me like the worst parts of Gears of War and the worst parts of Uncharted like came together with the cover system and the platforming. And it's just like, oh my God, who thought that this was okay? And I'm sorry to like all the developers listening to this podcast. I'm just tearing down your game, but it's just it's such a misguided attempt to make this type of game. It's just not entertaining. It's not fun. There's nothing bad for fun. The, uh, don't feel bad for the developers because I'm pretty sure that game tanked the studio. So they're not developers anymore. Um, <laughs> Great. That's all I have to say. The Order is not a fun game. Do not buy it. I don't care how cheap it is. It is not worth tainting your game collection with. The end. All right. I can't wait for the PS5 remaster in 2022. Uh, we are a little tight on time. Should I even touch what you've got time you got five minutes all right do it go um i'm not going to touch the first game because i'm going to put a lot more time into it the next game i am probably done with just say what it is say what it is uh blue dragon it is it is sort uh, of like the next game on my xbox one back catalog that is like alphabetical that i want to play like i'm not playing my assassin's creed games i don't care about that series enough Xbox 360 JRPG exclusive, rare for the time. Uh, I also, next week, so preview for Piddle and I, he'll talk about Blue Dragon next week. I'm going to talk about Fallout New Vegas, which Ooh. I started today. Awesome. And I'm very backlog. excited to, to get into it. Yeah. I, I mean, the so, only thing I'll ahead. say about Blue Dragon right now is I love the visuals. Beautiful game. Love it. Um, is that uh, Toriyama who did that game? It is. The reason I got it is because it's a, a Hironobu Sakaguchi game. The, oh, okay. The, basically, the the man behind final fantasy oh okay yeah um other game i played was jetpack refueled which is a part of rare replay and it's just an arcade i don't know how to describe it um is this the is this the original jetpack or is this like a weird remake it's a weird remake that looks like a flash game so it looks like crap and you basically, it's 2D side-scroller, but if you go off the right side of the screen, you appear on the left side of the screen, and you're basically trying to zap enemies and collect items that randomly drop throughout the map and bring them back to your spaceship so that you can take off from that planet and go to the next planet. Um, the enemies just have different flying formations and different health. In short, it's jetpack yeah. and it didn't need a remake. How about that? It, it didn't. Just leave it. At, it didn't no. need a remake. Jetpack is great. If if anyone hasn't played Jetpack, go out and get it. It's like you yeah. can get it for nothing. Probably probably play it in a browser at yeah. this point. It's like Jetpack itself is probably only thirty minutes to an hour long, and this thing I was like, oh, this is probably going to be the same thing. And then I figured I'm going to play it. I'm going to beat it. And I found out there are 128 levels of the garbage, and I'm just like, no, not not going to do that. So. For the most part this week, I have just been watching the Karate Kid movies and its follow-up TV series, Cobra Kai. Uh, It all came out on Netflix. 
and I've watched it all before. Uh, I watched it on YouTube previously for Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid when I was a kid. And were you a Karate Kid? No, I mean actually, oh, I, I of course Cobra I tried Kai. karate, but like everybody, I tried it and then quit it after like a month. <laughs> hey, me too. I got I got up to a just, blue belt, so I'm superior. Just just got so excited about having that little gi with the belt and being like ooh and getting up one belt level and then saying you know what this is too much work i don't care about this i love the idea that you would just be able to uh apparently i was sold on the idea of just legally beating the ass of anybody who ever looked at me funny uh which apparently is not the right way to do karate so that's why i was out on that um which is basically what cobra kai is about but i'm just gonna touch real briefly on the movies false messaging from media who would have thought it original karate kid movie Holds up, still very enjoyable. I have not seen it since I was a child. I could barely remember anything about it. So watching it was a, it was a treat. It was really good still. Um, some of the, I think action scenes have come a long way since that time period. But altogether, fun movie. Karate Kid 2 and 3, terrible. <laughs> Just, I love Karate Kids. Just... Or whatever it's called. <laughs> is that like is that like the Air Buddies version of Karate Kid? Yeah, it's like three little kids, oh, and they go to an amusement park. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed, what? but I'm sure kidding? it's terrible. <laughs> it's like there's um, villains in the just, amusement we're, park. We're dropping, mo- we're dropping movie bombs on Piddle all over this episode. You got some homework to do. You got to watch that Christopher Robin movie, Karate Kids. I'm sure what that Karate not- Kids you- is as good as uh, that Three Ninjas movie that came out. Did you ever it, watch Home Alone 5? Home Alone? I, I just a want a new one. Home Alone movie with Macaulay Culkin, okay? I just want a new Home a Alone, Home Alone movie, movie with Macaulay Culkin now would be amazing. No, a reboot of the first one where it's still the same Macaulay Culkin acting <laughs> like a kid. But I, w- I would definitely see a Macaulay Culkin Home Alone movie uh, in like today's with him being a, you know, broke millennial that is jobless and. Um, alone. Well, it's during the purge. Like any, a really, really his family's all apartment. dead. He doesn't have any friends. He's just alone. It's during the he, purge. Like is it, what it is. He basically it's a ninety minute. It's a ninety minute home movie of him sitting in his apartment, just like eating a bowl of soup. <laughs> it, it would just basically be you know him going like thirty days playing Red Dead Redemption two or something, and then coming out of his apartment and realizing that. Nobody else is in the apartment anymore. Everybody else has been evicted because the apartment's going to be condemned or something. And then, like, a wrecking ball crashes into his skull. <laughs> the, the end. end. Um, I, w- I want to talk just real quick about... Man, we're over, but screw it. About I, I was thinking that the cannonball, cr- the, the, the wrecking ball crashing into Macaulay Culkin's head was the end of the podcast. I don't know. I, I want to talk, talk about, about Cobra Kai real quick, the TV series that's oh, based still? off of Karate Kid. We're still... Just because okay. it's really good. The Karate Kid 2 and 3 movies were terrible. Cobra Kai is excellent. <laughs> if you have Netflix, I highly suggest watching it. I was watching I'll, the I'll like description video, and I thought that it was supposed to be like the guy becoming good, but I'm like, oh no, he, he still looks like trash. <laughs> it plays off of, like, Karate Kid was very much a black and white movie. Like, this is the good guy, this is the bad guy. And Cobra Kai is great because it delves into like the gray areas and that, you know, people aren't like completely good or completely bad. Usually like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. He's basically like a school. He's basically a serial killer in the making, but you know, um, 
<laughs> and Cobra Kai definitely delves into that, especially the serial killer part. So just go watch it. Or he'll come find you. And he'll bring Macaulay Culkin and a wrecking ball. Macaulay Culkin driving a crane with a wrecking ball coming for you. This November with the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm.